know you're interested in model boats. I'm not, but the beach at the cesspool is so lovely this time of day. I, for one, am very soft. Is that true, Frank? 62 years old and fit to play halfback at the point. You better not bump into Henry in that general. I intend only to bump into Nurse Baker. I predict an early end of the war if it doesn't rain and we get all wet. I never realized I had so much hair up there. Charges. Insubordination, disobedience of orders, impersonating a civilian. Thought I forgot about you in the storage room, didn't you? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me today are Simon... Gentlemen. And Al. Hello. We're going to be discussing The General Flipped at Dawn. This is episode one of season three. Yay, new season. It's the 49th episode overall. It was directed by Larry Gilbart, written by Jim Fritzell and Everett Greenbaum. The production code is B308. The original air date, September 10th, 1974. From... Major General Bartford Hamilton Steele, USA. Item one. All personnel, regardless of rank, will fall out at 0600 hours daily for one half hour of calisthenics. Calisthenics? Henry. Calisthenics is a good idea. We're all in bad condition. I, for one, am very soft. Is that true, Frank? (laughs) If you'll excuse me, uh, I promised to bless a goat cart. Some folks down the road are going into business for themselves. Item two. Sir, I found the calisthenics manual. Thank you, Klinger. I like your blouse. Not too daring? A little hairy. Okay, for plot summary for this episode. An inspection by the strict Major General Barford Hamilton Steele. Puts the 4077th on the edge. The final straw comes when he orders the unit to move the camp closer to the front to be more economical and to show that a mass unit should be mobile. On an inspection tour of the new site with Blake and Burns, Steele orders Blake to follow general military protocol in saluting him, contradicting the specific protocol not to do so when in sight of the enemy. They are promptly shot at by snipers. Steele gives Blake and Burns a choice between fighting or having lunch. Blake and Burns choose lunch. When Hawkeye sends a chopper off with a patient instead of letting the general use it to scout the new site, Steele calls for a court-martial for Pierce and Blake. When Steele asks the African-American chopper pilot for a musical number and then demonstrates by dancing around singing Mississippi Mud, the army hovertly closes the court-martial and Steele is sent back to the United States where he is promoted to lieutenant general and placed in charge of North East Asia. Yeah. A great way to start the third season. <laughs> hey, will you hear this, guys? General Steele is going to headquarter here for a week. Why here? For the waters. He's looking over the area, checking every outfit in i we got to shape up. Boss is coming to dinner. I think I saw this show. Haircuts, shoe shine, uniforms cleaned and pressed. Who's going to press uniforms? The motor pool. They'll run over them a few times. Hey, come on, troops. We're on a spot here. we got to clean up the whole place. Well, what about the pigsty we live in? My part is neat and tidy. But the other two parties, who shall be nameless, live like swine. Pierce, 
McIntyre. The Swine Brothers. <laughs> we had a lot of great guest stars on this episode, including a soon-to-be favorite and regular Harry Morgan as Major General Bartford Hamilton Steele. And we have returning the wonderful Jamie Farr as Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. Uh, William Christopher returns as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Kelly Nakahara plays Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. And, of course, we have Lynette Meddy. She plays Nurse Baker. Teddy Wilson plays Warrant Officer Martin, Marty Williams. Uh, Teddy had an impressive 82 titles to his resume. Sadly, he passed away in 1991. But on the upside, he never starred in Quincy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had Brad Trumbull playing Colonel Atkins. And, yes, alas, sorry about this, Meds. Brad did turn up on Quincy, playing the highly sought-after role of dishwasher. Woo! I hear that gets paid a lot. (laughs) Bar that indiscretion, Brad starred in 65 titles, his last being in two episodes of my favorite program, When My Wife Has Gone to Bed. Yes, it's the Golden Girls. (laughs) You didn't think I'd read that, did you, Meds? No. (laughs) And rounding out our guest list, we have Dennis Erdman, who played Harrison. Only two acting roles for Dennis. He is not on IMDb, and searching through the internet, we still see that he has done some producing and directing. What kind of a formation is this, Colonel? Just the gang, sir. Call it formation. Hmm? Have the company fall in. Right. Company, fall in. Officers in front. Listen, personnel in the rear. Shall we inspect the troops, Colonel? Right, General. Radar. Uh, after you, General. At all times. Something, General? I'm a bit surprised. Sir, the tag just fell off. Honest. Bear left and a pace behind. My second in command, Major Freight Burns. Trim the hair in your nose. You got that, Sergeant Donovan? Yes, sir. You gave him an N, General? Nostril. I don't know what it means. (laughs) Our head nurse, Major Margaret Houlihan, sir. Got in. Chest out! Blackjack Pershing, 1915. Oh, sir, would you like the sergeant to write that down? It isn't noteworthy. Uh, don't write that down. He knows what it means. This is our chaplain, Lieutenant Father Mulcahy. There are no atheists in foxholes. I've heard that. i like to see a shine on that cross, Father. This is my company clerk, Corporal O'Reilly. The Irish were rotten Indian fighters. Non-coms, the backbone of the service. Where are you from, son? Iowa, sir. No talking in rank! All right, who wants to start off with this? Oh, why don't I start this one? All right. Uh, I know, as everyone knows, I adore Harry Morgan. He's one of my favorite actors. And so seeing him in this episode, playing such a different character from what we know him as... Is just incredible, and it was hilarious and funny, and so stupid and so over the top. But it was it was. Now see, this was this kind of character over the top was so much better for me than Flag, because he's so he's. I mean, at first you think he's just a really hard nosed army person, but then he starts really putting you know these really strange requests out there, and 
Of course, you have the end where he's singing, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it was just a nice little introduction to mm. to this character and and this actor uh, who I had not seen prior to Mash. So. Uh, oh, you did, you never watched uh, Dragnet? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. So I never I never got to enjoy him as an actor until Mash. So. Uh, seeing his little first appearance here, just kind of like a test run, was was really fun. How about you guys? I I liked it. I, I thought it, I I agree with you. I mean, it was a fun episode. Harry Morgan as a different character, um, besides the fact that it was great and I loved it, you just don't see that very often on Mash. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an actor playing a different character. Yeah, don't see that at all. But um, <laughs> I did I did love how he played crazy. I mean. It was it was kind of subtle, you know. He, he started subtly, and it was one of those things when he started kind of flipping out a little bit. You were like, "Huh? Wait a minute! <laughs> Did yeah. I really hear that?" <laughs> uh, I just I thought it was great. And I think it was just because that he was such a, a, a an, an highly honored general that uh, everybody looked the other way on his craziness. They didn't really want to pay attention to it. They probably knew it was there. They just didn't see it because of who he was until, you know, it popped. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I just, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, don't have a whole lot more to say about it than that. It was fun. Uh, a lot of great gags. Uh, well, um, I've been waiting 49 episodes for this. <laughs> and, uh, this is the first episode to have the clean ambulance shot in the titles. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's I, the first I one. That. Wow. Series, series three is when they actually clean it up. Um, I think, yeah, which is ironic because when the general first arrives, the footage is awful, but uh, it's neither here nor there. Um, I really like this episode. Again, I, I agree with both of you. and <clears throat> I think we, we can't say an awful lot about it because it is a fairly standard episode in itself, but... Mm-hmm. It's so good. There's no real faults to be carried for it. There's some nice lines. I totally agree with Al with what you say. That it, you know, he starts off at the beginning like a, a normal general who's highly decorated, and you think, "Oh, who's this?" You know, hard asses. And then suddenly he he slowly starts to start saying things like Kenny, what you said, where things just think, oh, "Hold on a minute, what did he really say that?" And then <laughs> and then he's over top. You know, the the racist. You know, his racist oh, yeah. comments. I'd like to interrogate the first witness, Colonel. By your leave, General. Warrant Officer Martin H. Williams. Yes, General. Williams, I want you to know there are no charges against you. You simply obeyed the orders of a superior, the sign of a good soldier. I feel at ease. Just tell in your own words the incident at the helicopter pad yesterday at 0900 hours. But first, a number. Sir? You know, a musical number. (laughs) Well, you've got it in your blood, boy. Just let it out. When the sun goes down, the tide goes out, the darks stand around and they all begin to shout. Hey, hey, Uncle Fudd, it's Fleet Beach Feet on the Mississippi Mud. Hey, hey, Uncle Fudd, it's Fleet Beach Feet on the Mississippi Mud. It's Fleet Beach Feet on the Mississippi Mud. What a dance. Uh, again, uh, another brave thing for, for MASH, um, you know, to, to bring that in in a comedy moment. It's like I always say, the things that should be no taboo, that is comedy, and they do it really well here. It's really well wrote. Um, uh, Steele's line of, uh, you're insubordinate and you're insolent, and, uh, and Hawkeye goes, and you're nuts. You're insubordinate! Right! You're insolent! Right! And you're nuts! <laughs> 
is just brilliant. <laughs> you know, the fact that's that they an have, awesome line. It's awesome. They have no respect for him. Harry Morgan plays this so well, and I'm so glad that they remembered how well he performed in this uh, episode to bring him into the series later on. Um, the medical mag- magazines, the line, uh, the joy of nudity. Uh, mm-hmm. really had me laughing. It reminded me of some old places I used to work. Uh, no, really, really, really like this episode. I think I think it's great. Really, a really good start to series three. Oh, definitely, definitely. And what's funny is I think these are the worst snipers I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, a a yeah. sniper isn't a sniper supposed to be a really good sharpshooter? Well, you yeah. would think. I mean, they were. I don't know how many bullets were like thirty bullets were going at them when they were sitting there, and now the single one hit them. They were pinging off things, so they were hitting the car, I guess. But I just thought, wow, these are really crappy snipers. It's probably 5 o'clock Charlie again. No, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are just like gunmen. I don't, I don't consider them snipers. Well, you know, there, there's, a, there's a difference. I mean, you, you could have had enemy uh, infantrymen uh, plotting an ambush, you know, uh, sniping, but doesn't make up a sniper. Mm. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But didn't they say snipers? Yeah. Oh, they may have, yeah. yeah. So that's why oh, I did, was thinking yeah. like sharpshooters, but obviously you can't take out three of the main characters, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only doctors. Yeah, yeah, of course. The that's, whole how of they, the camp. That's, what, that's how they like to do it. Send the only people, only the, the important people out. Uh, very cool. My hat's off to you, Colonel. How do you manage pork roast on sea rations? Oh, just lucky, General. One of our trucks hit a pig. Beautifully prepared, an apple in its mouth and all. Well, we don't get any apples, sir. Uh, That was a baseball painted red. (laughs) What have we here? Oh, that's an old tongue depressor, General. It's military equipment. You wouldn't carelessly throw away a used rifle, would you? Oh, I don't know, sir. uh... This can be cleaned up and used again. Waste, waste. Well, now, you see, General, that's full of germs. I don't even know if you can sterilize wood. Let me put it to you this way. Have you ever seen a bird get blood poisoning from a white picket fence? Well, I know so little about birds, sir. My mother's canary had bronchitis. It was waste. Defeated Hannibal at the Battle of Zama. He was a darkie, you know. What's that over there, Colonel? Officer's quarters, sir. And there? That's our four-place latrine, sir. Good thinking. The men can encourage each other. Camaraderie. Precisely. What's that building, Colonel? Storage supply, sir. I'd like to see that. Yes, sir. Canary had bronchitis, eh? He didn't die of it, though. He fell off his little swing and smashed his bill. Good. I hate birds. (laughs) All right, let's move on to some behind-the-scenes. I will start us off. The title is a spoof of the movie The General Died at Dawn, uh, while still is a spoof of General S. Patton. Yeah. Uh, with the announcement that McLean Stevenson was leaving the series, Harry Morgan was brought in to guest star in the show to see how he worked with the rest of the cast. Ah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, and obviously it worked. So. Yeah. And Steele sings part of I Love a Parade from Manhattan Parade, 1931. Nice. Very well done, Al. <laughs> in this fir- in the first scene with General Steele, Steele yells at Radar for responding to his question. This scene took 17 takes to shoot because Burkoff and Stevenson kept laughing at Morgan's performance. They later admitted that they did not expect such a serious character actor to be so funny. Yeah, that's right, because everything he had done up to this point was, you know, like Dragnet and, yeah. and, and things drama, like that. Yeah, drama, hard crime dramas, dramas yeah. 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 So I suppose it's a little bit like when Leslie Nielsen turned up in Airplane. Yes. You know, everybody is so used to him being quite serious and actor that. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, this episode received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Film Editing, and Harry Morgan received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Single Performance in a Comedy or Drama. 
Yeah, rightly so, too. Well deserved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is the first of 24 episodes written by the late Jim Fritzell and Everett Greenbaum, the last episode being episode 143. Nice. Nine? Give me a break. I'm starving. <laughs> and this is Ten. our little officer's club, General Steele, although we allow anyone in, except the enemy, of course. <laughs> Hi, Henry. Uh... This is, uh, General, this is Captain McIntyre, one of our really fine surgeons. Surgeon. Doctor, eh? <laughs> Not yet. My brother contacted yellow fever during the digging of the Panama Canal. Uh, you should have called me sooner, sir. Good pretzels. Thank you. Uh, sir, this is uh, Ward Officer Martin Williams, one of the best chopper pilots in the theater. General? Williams? Oh, well, General, care for a little uh, drink? War and whiskey don't mix. General Grant kept throwing up on his bugler. <laughs> Chopper pilot, eh? Yes, General. How far is it to the front, Williams? 20 minutes, General. And what is your fuel consumption? 20 gallons an hour, General. Waste, waste, waste. We're going to have to move your unit closer to the front, Colonel. You mean where the guys are fighting, sir? You do your best business on Main Street, General Cornwallis. <laughs> it's not all that pleasant being on the 50-yard line, General. Oh, it's very dangerous, sir. Danger is our business. Get your second in command and we'll find a new location. MASH means mobile Army Surgical Hospital. And mobile you shall be. All right, guys, it's time for some trivia. <laughs> but we're going to do something a little different here. Um, instead of uh, letting you guys answer all these questions, because you're so great at it, I'm going to just ask a question for our listeners. Oh, I love you, oh. man. I love you, man. <laughs> So from here on out, we will just uh, do a, a listener trivia question. You guys can email me your answers. And then obviously we still do our little swamp cast where we'll read answers uh, that people have sent in. So let me find a good trivia piece. Even here. the negative ones. Uh, we'll you know, read those. We do everything. That's right. All right. Here we go. I'm going to read the scenario and then I will read a question in regards to that scenario. And you guys can answer that. Uh, our listeners, not you guys as – Alan Ned's there. Uh, Hawkeye said that Captain Adam Casey was the finest surgeon he had ever seen. The only catch, Casey was an imposter. Here's the question for our listeners. What were Casey's real name and rank? So go ahead and send that answer to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Moving the hospital closer to combat, now I know he's crazy. He's a fruitcake. He's got raisins for eyes. Our history shows that most great military minds border on the eccentric. You're to jump me. I don't want to. Ah! Life in the big city. That general is nuts. I've seen that look in every Hitchcock movie. Can you still see the hair in my nose? Uh-huh. But it's parted on the wrong side. I never realized I had so much hair up there. I did. I just thought it was an ingrown mustache. <laughs> Come on, Frank. The general wants to go look for the new hospital site. Henry, you're not going to really let this guy move us. He'll get us killed. Well, what am I supposed to do? He's a two-star general. But he's a three-star loony. He is nuts, isn't he? Is Bismarck a herring? Henry. Yeah? What if you just disobeyed him? I can't disobey an order. I mean, unless somebody gives me an order to do it. Terrific. 
Come on, let's not keep ding-dong waiting. Geronimo! All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the Internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at GeekyFanboy. And you can follow me at HawkeyeMets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. Also, if you could please leave us reviews at iTunes. We love getting reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. And it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes, type in MASH 4077 podcast and leave us a five star review. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. A fantastic way to start Season 3, and we have many great episodes coming up. So uh, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And I'm Albus Dumbledore. And we'll be seeing you. Hey, Trap. Look at this one playing basketball. Not a bad hook shot for a girl. <laughs> hey, did you guys read Stars and Stripes today? What, Henry? General Bartford Hamilton Steele has been promoted to three-star general for meritorious service in Korea. His new assignment is the Pentagon, where he will be in charge of operations for the entire Asian theater. And you all thought he was crazy. Crazy? A three-star general? Hit it! When the sun goes down and the tide goes out, they all gather around and they all begin to shout. Hey, hey, I'm on my way. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. 
Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by... uh watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior! Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. They are promptly shot by a sniper. Oh, sorry. <laughs> William Christopher's back, of course, as, Fran- uh, as, uh, as France. Uh, no, he's not a country. Um, <laughs> and Teddy Wilson plays Warrant Officer Marty... Oh. This is going to be my episode, isn't it? Uh, Teddy Wilson? Uh, Oh, come on. Sorry. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'm Kenny. Oh, yeah. I I want to say something a little bit. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.